Hey everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of I Just Blank, Now What? I'm Jessica Stevens. Thanks so much for joining me for this Now What Wednesday. I love coming on and sharing these really inspirational stories from everyone who's been sharing personal stories, some business stories. And today we have a business episode with Kirsten Schmitke, and she is sharing her, I just started a business with my mom, now what? Lori, her mom, had a business, and Kirsten decided to join forces with her and help her out with things in the business. So you're going to hear a lot of lessons on how to work with family members, how to set boundaries, how to co-create, and all that good stuff. So if you have a business idea that you're thinking of starting and potentially partnering with a family member, like a mom, a sister, a brother, a a close relative. Uh, This is the episode for you to learn some things that you might want to consider and take note of before jumping in and starting that business together. Because obviously the boundaries of family relationship and business relationship are definitely going to get intertwined. So without further ado, we're going to jump into this episode with Kirsten and learn how she started a business with mom. Have you ever had something happen in your life that you just were not expecting, good or bad, and said out loud or to yourself, I just got laid off, or I just got engaged. Maybe I just started a business, or I just bought a house, or maybe I just got my heart broken, or I just quit my soul-sucking job. Now what? (laughs) Me too, friend, me too. I've had a few actually, and each time it happened, in the moment, I felt like the world around me was collapsing and I didn't know what to do. Eventually, of course, I did figure it out, often the hard way, but I figured it out. And it wasn't until I was sharing some of these stories that I realized they were packed full of great lessons of what to do next, how to move forward, and answer that gut-wrenching and sometimes paralyzing question, now what? So join me as we share some of life's most challenging stories and their transformational lessons on the I Just Blank, Now What? The podcast. Hello, Ms. Kirsten Schmidtke. Hi, Jessica. How are you? I'm good. I'm so proud of myself. I pronounced your name properly this time. I know. It's, it's, it's a mouthful. <laughs> well, anyways, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. It's such a pleasure to see you. Likewise, we have a fun story for you today. Your story is I just started a business with my mom. Now what? And I love this. I love this topic because I think there's so many people out there who have great ideas and they have maybe there's like a family tradition or a family recipe or something going on in the family. And they, you know, they think like, oh, like, let's open a business And then people stop themselves because they're like, I can't go into business with a family member like that Mm -hmm. would like, how do, how do we do that? Like, how how does that relationship work? So I love the fact that you and your mom are in business together and have this great company. So let's unpack a little bit about how this actually came to be you working with your mom. (laughs) 
Yeah. So in this case, really kind of the business or the, the brand, I guess you could say, existed before I came on board, so to speak. So I will give a quick little background on my, on my mama. And so my mom is, I mean, gosh, she's a born designer, you know, graduating high school. I mean, during high school, she was already making her own clothes, but she went to Ryerson for uh, fashion design, started a knitwear brand after having my brother and I started a children's clothing brand. And when we graduated and kind of moved on, grew up as adults, she shifted to jewelry. So this kind of need to be creative in that designer in her, she just, she was looking for a new medium. And so she started jewelry. And, you know, over those 10 years, I had traveled, gone to university, moved back to Canada, you know, started my, my full-time job or my career in technology. And I was really looking for something to fulfill a creative outlet. I grew up dancing. And so, yeah, five years into my career, I was really looking for something to kind of connect back into that, you know, creative soul and, and find a way to express myself and started to experiment with fashion and my personal style. I realized like, oh my gosh, the, the answer to my question. It's literally like right in front of me. My mom is a designer. My mom has and like this jewelry brand, you know, maybe I can kind of jump on board here or, or work with her and fulfill that need for, you know, the creativity, but also kind of bring my business experience, education, business acumen to the table as well. So yeah, I guess six years ago now, we, I guess you could say joined forces. She definitely, I think, embraced the idea of, of me working with her so that she had a partner, you know, for kind of the first time. And, you know, for me, I, again, I felt that there were some things that I could kind of bring to the table that were a different skill set and different strengths. And so we agreed to, I don't know, I don't know if we officially shook hands or anything of that nature. I'm sure you hugged it out. Um, I think you hugged right? it out. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. We definitely saw that the opportunity to kind of, like I said, kind of play each other's strengths and weaknesses existed. And so we really believed that we could, you know, be better together. And so we stepped into it and everything has, I guess, yeah, continued to grow from there over the last five to six years. I think that's really interesting that you both intentionally did it. it and, and it wasn't like, oh, so I just started helping my mom with a few things, you know, because she needed some support on the business. So I just, you know, I started to do this and I started to do that. So then eventually, like, we just decided like, oh, we should do this. I'm, it was like, no, let's do this. So that's really interesting that you had this intentional, like, thought in your head, like, I want to do something creative. My mom has a creative business. I'm just going to go invite myself to her creative <laughs> places and hopefully she says yes, right? So that's really interesting. So I think mm. it's kind of cool that you like both sat down like intentionally like, let's do this. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I don't know, things just kind of aligned, right? Like my mom was at a point where the business had been around for like, like class squared existed for 10 years already. And she was kind of at that point where she wanted to, to grow, to, to evolve, you know, she needed to get online, be doing more photography. And like that just aligned really well with, oh my goodness, I love styling clothes. I love styling myself. I love taking photos. <laughs> you know, I, I have, you know, experience with, you know, technology and those types of aspects. And so, you know, when we started to have these conversations, it was such a natural fit and the timing was really good. And I think part of that intentionality too probably came a little bit out of my personality yeah you know like I'm, I'm kind of one of those people that you know I struggle with this too to be honest but you know I really like to have a purpose and a meaning behind everything that I do and so if I was going to spend time on this I did want to kind of 
I guess you could say commit fully and um, be showing up. Yeah. Yeah. As, as a, as a partner, not as a kind of, you know, here and there everywhere kind of helping my mom out. Right. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think that's really important because like in the other version of like creep, let's just call it like the creep version where you're like, you're just doing a little this and then doing a little that. And then all of a sudden, and it just kind of snowballs. There aren't any like clear a boundaries Mm-hmm. B expectations or C like true division of roles. Like I take care of this and you take care of that. And therefore maybe potentially there were fewer conflicts where she had an, an idea and a thought and which was, you know, maybe different from yours, but she was like, well, I've always taken over that part of things. So like, I think, you know, from my sitting on the outside, looking at how you guys approached coming to work together was probably really smart so that you set yourselves up for success and like really had clear understanding of what your new role was and what she was going to kind of let go of because there could easily be a lot of conflict in a joint venture like this especially when it's family right yeah yeah well and I think you're you're probably giving us a little bit like extra credit here (laughs) because I'd I'd have to say that when it all started, I'm not sure that we really worked to be honest with you as to the roles and responsibilities and boundaries, like all those good things you just shared. Like, I think that has been a process and actually something that we right now have really gotten to, I think a really good place on, but uh, like not to mention, obviously, you know, a pandemic kind of shakes things up and makes you reevaluate. So mm-hmm. I think that that actually really kind of helped us to create, to gain clarity, but definitely when things started, I'd say that they're like, that took some time. It took some time to get to a place where boundaries were clear and, and like designation of roles and responsibilities and kind of that part too and expectations that definitely was a work in progress when we first started. Cause even when I jumped in, like I was getting to know like how small businesses operate, right? Like that was like new to me. My, my corporate career, I've also, I've always worked for, you know, kind of a medium and now like a very, very large company and, and processes and things are very, very different at that scale. And so there, there was a lot for me to learn too. And understanding what she was doing in her day to day so that we could find either ways that I could help or uh, software that could help or automation or tools, those types of things as well, let alone, you know, dividing and, and conquering the work that had to be done. So yeah, that, that has been, I think there's been a lot of lessons learned as, as we've, as oh, we've sure. learned kind of what, you know, what, what our strengths are and when we can be at our best and so that we're putting our efforts into the right things. What would you say was the steepest learning curve when you guys did come together in figuring out like now what like now we're now we're a joint venture you know things are different what was maybe the steepest learning curve for the both of you yeah I think on my my mom if she was here she would probably answer on the technology side because it was like okay great we've got this product we have some customers but like now, how do we get to more, more in more people's hands in front of more people, like on more people's bodies, you know, scale. All those like how do we things. scale this? Oh yeah. my gosh. Yes. And so again, still a work in progress, but I think for me, like the first thing was like, we need to find tools and technology that is going to support what we're doing. Right. Like a lot of work was still being done manually. And when you've been working for yourself for all that time, right. Yeah. Let alone the last three years 
you know, where do you start? So I think that was a big, that was a big learning curve for both of us. And again, like I've worked in the technology industry, but not, not necessarily with all these different applications and tools that, that are made for small businesses. And so to now have to kind of look and see what tools, whether it's financial or productivity or operations, all those good things, that definitely was a learning curve and, and very overwhelming, honestly, to figure out there's so much out there, what we need, what made sense, what is worth paying for what's not worth paying for and then having patience again kind of figuring out who's going to take on which part of, of the responsibility in some of those areas and also giving over ownership to my mom too to be honest with you like that that's been kind of a learning curve it's so easy and I'm sure she would say the same thing about a different aspect of the business but it's so easy to do everything yourself, right? When everything's familiar to you or it's easy for you. And so with that technology learning curve, I had to one, get very, very patient and kind of supporting her to help her to navigate technology and get comfortable with it, but to allow her to do it and not just take it on myself. Her to maybe mess up a little bit and yeah. like figure yeah. it out. <laughs> yeah. Know, you're like, I could have done that like so much faster, but she needs to learn it. Cause yeah. 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 And then like, we all share like that perfectionism kind of paralyzing you too. And I think one mistake I made early on was wanting like everything to look perfect and polished fashion and she and polished yes I mean class squared like we want our brand to be classy we want that you know we want that to be shared through our photography and imagery and everything we're throwing out there in our marketing efforts and so I think early on too for me I kind of would hold back so many ideas or wait for like the perfect time to post something or to share something or to even you know put my face out there when it when it's all said and done <laughs> you know I don't know what I was waiting for so I think that that's probably what been like a learning curve for me is and it sounds I know it sounds so simple and I feel like this this idea of perfectionism you know comes up so often but it's so important that we we embrace the imperfect and we embrace the human element and we embrace the fact that you know if we do make a mistake you know I, I think actually I think this is kind of the beauty of having a small business like if we make a mistake or we make a decision or we do something that doesn't work doesn't really matter Right. Yeah. Like the, it, the, like, the long-term impact is right? pretty short, yeah. right? Yeah. Like it's, it's impacting us today, maybe for the rest of this month, but really like clean slate, let's start again. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's something too, that we've both learned is like, we need to be willing to take risks more and make decisions quickly instead of sitting on them. And again, waiting for that perfect moment for that perfect idea. How um, does it all come together? And like, yeah. 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 So I think that's been another, you know, kind of learning for us is remembering that like, we have the ability to be flexible. We have the ability to be agile. We can take risks and we can shift and change our minds, like literally within the minute, let alone like within a day. So I think kind of through that too, you know, you learn to kind of trust the other person more as well and kind of allow them to make mistakes and embrace that it's going to be messy and both like own that that's okay. Yeah. So lots of big learning curves. I was going to say, I think like, I shared, I hope I answered your question. Cause I, I know I just shared a bunch of different things around, yeah, technology around perfectionism around, you know, taking risks. Like there's been a lot of growth for us, like personally, I think, and professionally, but there's, there's two of us here in a partnership. There's lots of learning curves because you literally are figuring it out every day. Yeah. <laughs> what would you say have been, you know, 
the best parts about joining forces with your mom over the last six years and, and working this business together? Like what have been just like, oh, so grateful that we did this or this would never have happened. And like, yeah, like what are those gems? Yeah. I mean, my mom for sure has, I mean, I think like every mother I would, I would imagine influences their daughter or their child in some way or another. I think I would not be here if it weren't for my mom knowing how to encourage and nurture me and my kind of innate strengths and talents, I guess you could say. And I know that doing this with her has only helped me to like further embrace that creative being that's inside of me that I think often gets lost when we get into kind of our day-to-day work and our day-to-day responsibilities. And for me, you know, using fashion and style as a means to express myself, that has absolutely been, you know, influenced by my mom's kind of approach to fashion. Like even when I was a kid, I can still remember like her always encouraging me to try something different and to be one of a kind or to be unique in like a color I would wear or a style I would wear. And it's so tough when you're growing up because we so badly want to fit in. I don't know why we aren't encouraged more to stand out, but she was always encouraging me to stand out. And I think it's really interesting how that can nurture your confidence and help you to really continue to want to stand out no matter what it is you do. I mean, I grew up as a dancer, a performer. I love being on stage. So it all just kind of makes sense that fashion and style is, is another way for me to kind of be performing, so to speak. But so that's been one thing is, is, you know, working on Class Squared has helped me to even like love fashion even more, you know, share my style with others and encourage them, you know, to try something new and to, to be unique in their approach to fashion. But, you know, results of working with her and kind of having that encouragement on a like regular basis with her, that it just comes out and applies to all other areas of my life too, not just in the business. You kind of feed off that energy and like what we produce or what we create is just that much better because we're creating it together. And so those are, yeah, those are some things that come to mind as to why why it's really, really cool to work together and why it continues to work. Mm-hmm. So for anybody who's listening out there right now who has a, you know, a business idea or has something in the works and they're contemplating whether or not they should work with this family, very close family me- member, you know, potentially mother-daughter team, what would be your words of caution? And mm. then what would be your words of encouragement to people who are like thinking about doing something? Yes. I mean, no kind of your roles and responsibilities. So we did talk a little bit about that before, but it can get really overwhelming when it's gray and you can spend a lot of time on things that don't really require a lot of time when you aren't really clear on who's doing what. And so this comes back again to also having some processes in place. So yeah, the first thing is trying to define those roles and responsibilities because for us, for a long time, there was so much overlap and I would get very frustrated because I felt like we were doing work twice or three times sometimes. And you can imagine one, that's not a very efficient way to do things. (laughs) Two, it can be a very frustrating way to do things. And with two creative people, very passionate about their ideas, I can imagine it would be also very traumatic at times too, when your ideas are not lining up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it can be easy to say like, well, you go do your thing and you go, you know, you do 
your thing, but at some point, like a decision, decision needs to be made and we need to go in a direction. Right. And so, yeah, kind of knowing the responsibilities and, and ownership of, of each person's tasks. And again, you know, the communication aspect too, like at one time was very limited to the weekend. So it would, you know, really pile up for my mom on the weekend. So trying to find balance too, with that person as to how you can communicate how you can, you know, stay again, like divide and stay on top of those tasks that you're each going to run with. And so that definitely that role and responsibility guideline, but also know that it's flexible. I think that would be my other thing to, you know, kind of remind people too, is that just because you set out that you're going to be, you know, my mom is the, the founder designer, I'm the head of brand operations, you know, great. Those are great titles, but you know, the, the roles and responsibilities under those titles are going to be fluid and they're going, they need to be flexible. And it's a good thing to revisit those over time because they do tend to ebb and flow and change. And, you know, one thing that also is very helpful is finding the right people as well as the right tools and processes to help you. So when you do identify that there's a gap in your skill set, making sure that you're bringing on the right contractor or the right person that can help to fill that gap, because for us, that also alleviates stress or tension between the two of us too, when something's not getting done or moving forward, and that it's a result of either a time strain or just a gap in knowledge or experience. It's so important that you find the right way to kind of fill that gap. Again, whether it's with technology or a person, but whatever resource you need, that can also really help to to keep things moving forward and also to keep you to keep you friends, I guess, or to keep <laughs> you getting along at the end of the day. And you know, with you know, we were also really blessed with COVID. Like I, I know that we're we're fortunate to be moving forward in the world right now. But you know, one of the silver linings was the fact that we got to spend a lot of time together. Like we're not located, we don't live in the same city, right? So in the past we spent a lot of time on the phone, but you know, having spent a lot of time together over the last, especially over the last six months, we were able to put, you know, different tools in place and different ways of communicating. So whether that's using, you know, Asana just for like assigning tasks, whether that's, you know, in a Google doc, you know, adding comments instead of constantly getting on the phone or text messages. We also got better because when we were in the house, we also had my brother and my dad to consider, right? So all of a sudden you are drawing a lot cleaner boundaries between family time and working time. And I think we started to get into the habit of creating these, these lines where we were working and then it was family time. And I think we really developed some really, really great habits that we're going to be able to take with us going forward that, yeah, are a result of us actually getting to spend more time face to face because now Actually, another side of the side of that is that we got so used to working in the same space that we're now learning how to continue that momentum, not being in the same room together. And we, yeah, we've just had to implement some different processes that I think are allowing us to just be more effective and, and efficient long-term. What benefits is it to like actually going into business with, you know, a family member and a loved one? Yeah. I mean, what's, what's great is that I think one really important thing that I didn't mention before is that often in your family, you you have the same values, right? I mean, if you already get, get along with that family member or parent or, you know, brother or sister, whatever it might be, and you were raised in a similar way, right? You, you really have the same values or, or there, there's core values that you share. And I think that, I think that's important that your values are aligned, like no matter where you work or who you work for or what you do, right? Like I think whether you're in a corporate career, whether you work for yourself, whether you work for, a small business, whatever it might be, right? It's so important that the culture and 
um, the kind of work you do is, is again, it's really aligned to your values. So I think that is one of the, I guess, advantages of working with a family member is you have that alignment. So you're kind of starting from a very similar and relatable place, which really helps you in your conversations, in your, you know, creative conversations in, you know, where you want, like what you want the business to be, right? Because you're, the business you're creating is also going to stand likely on, you know, similar values that you have as, as a person. So I think that really helps and is a huge benefit to working with a family member because you, you're starting from that, that's that same place and you, your business is also, you know, going to be built on that same foundation. And likely that, that partner, that family member is going to be equally passionate about the success of a business alongside of you because you're both so invested in it as Mm -hmm. you know versus like oh I'm gonna go into business with somebody who maybe their priorities are flips like this is their priority and then the business is second and then you know the other partner is like well business is first my, my first priority and this other thing is you know second third and fourth so you know going into business with a family member the hope is that you're both on the same page of where the that business falls in the priority order for both of you, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think the creativity aspect being kind of what drove me, but I think again, you know, having that balance between family members, like like having the strength of, you know, someone like my mom and her her design, design abilities. And then myself with like having, you know, a very analytical and math brain as well, you know, really complement one another. And then to your comment there too, like knowing that you are very much aligned to the success of the business, the connection to what you're creating as well, because yeah, one thing that, that I find very different from doing this versus like my full-time work too, is that there is a very different emotional connection. I have a, like a personal connection to every piece of jewelry. (laughs) It doesn't really matter what it is or when it was designed. You know, my mom designs, or I guess right now we really, at this point, design together. I mean, she's really always starting things and I, you know, influence and share ideas. And then she hand makes everything, right? Like she's creating everything with her hands. And when there's a part of your soul that goes into something, you can't help but have an emotional connection to that, right? So very much, I think when you're working with a family member too, you also share that emotional connection to what you're building. A beautiful thing, also a very, sometimes can be a challenging thing, right? You're, lo- you're also trying to sell a product. Yeah. And when you have an emotional connection to that product, I mean, I have a 10 plus year career in sales. <laughs> and I'm telling you, it's a very different process trying to sell you know, class square jewelry versus, you know, selling, selling technology. So, but, but it's also, I think, yeah, very, you know, special connection as well when you're working with a family member, because yes, they can very much relate to what that feels like when you're connected to your business. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you pointed that out though, because there is the, not that I don't want to say the negative side, but when you do have such a deep emotional connection to your products and mm-hmm. like literally like your your mom hand makes all this jewelry there is this feeling of like we can't sell this like you made this right i'm sure you might have had like tiny glimpses of that at many points in the journey of like oh let's just keep this one <laughs> no it needs oh, to be oh yeah sold. yeah yeah no totally well that's funny cuz like actually the bracelet i'm wearing uh, my mom made and she was like i don't really 
I don't like it. Like, I don't think it's really a fit with the collection. I was like, I love it. I'm keeping it. So like, it's the only one that exists <laughs> and I wear it all the time. I'm just waiting for someone to say, oh, do you have more of those? Um, so and that I'll you can be like, her, see, somebody else really yeah, loves it. Too. Exactly. Exactly. But I mean, and that's, I mean, it's another really interesting thing being a creative, like being a creative person, a designer. And I think, you know, I shared how much my mom has supported me in, in building my confidence, but I, you know, I think she would share that that goes both ways, right? Because when you're, again, creating something from like, like literally nothing, right? Like your mind and your talents, you're putting into something, you're like your heart and soul. And then, you know, you can't help but let imposter syndrome take over sometimes. I made this, why would anybody want it? Or why would anybody see, you know, beauty in this or get joy, you know, joy from it or whatever. And so I think, you know, back to when we talked about the beginning of the, the partnership, I think Again, just having that other person to one, have a sounding board, but two, I, I hope, I believe I'm also, you know, a source of encouragement for her too. It's, it's challenging to keep yourself inspired and keep creating and keep coming up with new designs and new concepts and new things. Right. And so I think that's another really wonderful place where we can support one another is in the creation or creative process as well. Yeah. Awesome. So as we wrap this up, what would you say is your best guidance or advice, you know, however you want to label it to somebody else who's out there thinking like, we got this idea and should we go for it? Should we do it? What would you say to them as they're thinking about this new business relationship with this person that they have a personal relationship with? (laughs) Best piece of advice. Well, make sure that you know where the other person stands long-term, like what their kind of intention is, I guess, for for building the business, creating the business. Yeah, know what they see as kind of the future of the business and how involved and committed they want to be in it and what role, yeah, each of you, you want to play. And I think like right off the bat, like knowing what the other person really wants to do, what's going to, to motivate them, what's going to bring them joy and what, you know, kind of how you're going to work so that both of you can be in your best place mm-hmm. um, and contribute your in your best way and be your best self. And I think we're really fortunate that we found that balance that she can really kind of tap in to that design talent and, and magic of hers. And she is totally open to me coming up with ideas, trying new things, taking the business in different directions and happy to just let me own that. And that is like my happy place <laughs> is, you know, brainstorming and thinking strategically and networking and thinking about partnerships and all those good things. And I think you just really want to have clarity on what the business is going to do and filling, you know, each other's buckets, because that's what's going to continue to, to make you feel good about what you're doing. And that'll just make the partnership flourish. Well, sounds like you guys have answered many now what questions over the last six years since you guys have come together in this beautiful joint venture. And I'm sure there's many more. So where is Class Squared right now? Now what for you guys? What's coming up next? So I think for us, we definitely are looking to share more of our mother-daughter story. We are looking to do kind of more partnerships, more collaborations, more ways where we can really help to nurture, I guess, and and encourage other mother-daughter relationships and things of that nature. Definitely also expanding like our market and getting in in front of new customers. I think we've all learned to pivot to a digital, (laughs) in a 
digital age. And so we've made a lot of progress in that area, but that's something that we want to continue to do and, and, you know, expand outside of Canada. We're now able to sell in the United States. And so hopefully soon around the world as well. So we can help to, we can continue to inspire, you know, women and their style and bring them joy with our jewelry. And now what? I don't know. We do have, a, I do have some other projects that I'm not going to share right now because I'm just not sure, you know, when they're going to come to light. But I mean, definitely, you know, as we continue to pursue these different endeavors, we're looking to, to hopefully continue to grow and even expand our team at Class Squared and hopefully have other, other mother daughters that we can continue to work with. Ooh, that sounds really cool. So yeah, we'll look looking forward to seeing what, you know, things are coming out of the class square couture house. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so yeah, cool. All right. Well, honestly, Kirsten, it's so great to have you and to share more of this mother-daughter story of yours with your mom. And yeah, I think there's something really special about mother-daughter businesses and mother-daughter teams. Uh, there's a bond for sure. And it definitely comes through in all of your work that you guys do. It, it's just gorgeous and stunning. So if people want to find you and find your class squared, where can they do that? Absolutely. So you can find us online at classquared.com. So class squared, we spell class with a K. So K-L-A-S and then squared S-Q-U-A-R-E-D.com. Um, and that is also our social media handle. So whether it's Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn um, or Pinterest, you can find us at Class Squared, any of those places. And, you know, encourage you to, to give us a follow, connect with us. And you can also find me if you want to see more about what I'm doing. My full name, yeah, Kirsten Schmidtke. So it's a it's a bit of a mouthful, I'm sure, Jessica. We'll put that in the show notes. Yeah, include that in the show <laughs> notes for sure. And, and also, yeah, if this story resonated with you and, and you, you know, you also have a creative passion, I would definitely encourage you to join my community that is, is for multi-passionate professionals. So those of you that have more than one project on the go, like Jessica and I, yeah. you can join <laughs> us um, in the, yeah, in the creative connection network on Facebook. So again, you know, connect with me at Kirsten Schmidtke or the creative connection network is another really great place for us to, yeah, get to know each other. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming to the show. Please say hello to your mom. You know, she's such a delight, so creative, so brilliant. You guys make such a powerful team. And I'm really grateful that you guys are in my community and, and in my network because fashion and all that good stuff, you you and I are connected <laughs> in that space. We lo- love a little good glam and a little sparkle. And there's one more thing I just really wanted to add before I of course. forget. You're just talking about fashion and putting things together. And I would love to encourage people to actually head to the website too, because we just we just released our summer style guide. So if you're looking for some inspiration, definitely make sure you get on, on our, our email list because I would love to, to get some that out to you. So. so what are some of the things that they might be able to find in that, you know, on the summer guide? Yeah. So we have shared, well, we've shared kind of our top trends as they pertain to color. So we're sharing kind of the colors of summer and then what colors pair well with those, what mood and energy they evoke. So if you're wearing, for example, moss green, which is one of our newest pearl colors, we've shared a little bit about what you can wear with that color, you know, kind of the energy that it can exude and match some different jewelry and clothing pairings. And there's there's about four or five different, different tips and tricks or, or different colorways, sorry, and tips and tricks. So And for those listening to this episode a little later on, and we're in a new season, you're going to be coming out with style guides for the fall as well as winter. Is that something that is a regular thing for you guys? 
Yeah. So this is one of our, you know, now what new projects. <laughs> so absolutely cool. stay tuned. If you miss the summer one, we will be releasing one in the fall. Okay. Yes. Everyone you head over to classquare.com, get some good tips and check out this gorgeous jewelry. Oh my goodness. I love it so much. And always a pleasure, my friend. And we will talk real soon. Likewise. Thanks, Jessica. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it more than I can say. Did you love this episode of I Just Blank Now What? If you did, be sure to subscribe on your fave podcast platform. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. I do love reading them. And if you know somebody who's experiencing this story or something similar, please share this episode with them. It just might help them figure out the answers to their own now what questions. Have you recently had a now what moment and aren't sure what to do? Reach out to me at jessicastevens.ca and submit your story and I'll help you figure out what to do, how to move forward and help you answer now what. See you on the next episode.